Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Ministry of Supply. I'm one of your hosts, Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, Andy Anako. Andy, Yasmin finally introduces you first, something you've always wanted, you know, you complained about that on the last show, and then, where are you? Not here. No. I mean, if this was if this was connected, Yasmin, I think we'd claim that Andy was dead. That's apparently the running joke about about Mike. I think we need our own. We need our own. I reckon Andy is at the Boston Public Library. I think he's taking pictures. I think that's he's taking pictures. He's got twelve phones. He's got uh, <laughs> he's so busy. He's got them all set up on twelve different tripods. He's got all different lighting conditions, and he's just he's taken over the entire library. And he, and he has his fancy hat shots. on. <laughs> <laughs> he has a hat on each phone. No, uh, Andy is not joining us today. It is daylight savings time, and you know every every time we switch times, it's just so much work to figure out in Boston. What time is it? Are we supposed to record an hour after, an hour before? I don't know. So we just miss the whole week and make it easier for everyone. Uh, but you know, Russell is here to join us because he's awesome and doesn't. You didn't have to change the clocks, did you? Uh, no, I, I don't know when we do that. It's later this year. There's always this confusing thing because you guys have daylight savings and then we have daylight savings and then sometimes we can be like two hours difference and then I have to, I have to get up earlier and record this show in winter, Yasmin. It's sad. And I live in Arizona where we don't do daylight savings time, so my time doesn't change. I am constant. Yasmin is the constant. I the am only the constant. constant in this whole yeah. show. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's pretty fun because I don't have to worry about like, oh, setting my clock and everything. Yeah, if I ever move, I'm just going to be done for because I'm like, I don't know what happens. I'm just always going to be off time. And uh, I think you're missing out on one thing though, Yasmin, is like here when things finally started to connect to the internet though, it was such a joy not to have to update different clocks. So it started with your phone. The phone was the first thing to be like, you live in Adelaide. I know the time zones in Adelaide. And then it moved to like your television and then like all these other, it started spreading everywhere. It hasn't quite made it into my car yet, but it has. I know it has made it into some new cars like the Tesla that can just change the time for you. It is, I don't know why, but it's magical just to watch it update. You're like, oh, time changed. <laughs> with us, uh, we actually, a lot of my in-laws were saying that they actually had to restart their Android phones. Because it didn't, it automatically switched for them uh, for daylight savings time because it didn't register that they were in Arizona and that they didn't switch. So they had to restart it. Uh, is it the drop down where you have to pick like a? Because here, like it's based on the cell towers. Like when I cross the border between South Australia and Victoria, my time actually changes by half an hour. Yeah, it's weird because I guess there is one part of Arizona that actually does observe daylight savings time. I don't know where what part of Arizona uh, it is. I must have never traveled there. Yeah, maybe just too too close <laughs> so to guess, that part of Arizona. So it's just a weird it's just a weird thing. But they restarted and they said they were fi- and it was all fine. But that was like a whole commotion. Yeah, I was looking at my last week. I was looking at all my events and they were set an hour ahead. And I was like, uh, is it really like? Did they change this? You know, the schedule on me? But I'm like, oh, daylight savings times. So Google Calendar hasn't officially like gotten the hang of it perfectly. But yeah. You know, time zones, they're a pain. And yours, you're even more like of a pain. You have like half an hour time zones, which I don't understand. So anyways, there's that conversation. Yeah. Do you know there also exist 15 minute time zones? Shut when up. I complain about half Shut an hour time zones on the internet. Yeah. People are like, haha, Russell, we have a 15 minute time zone. Oh, that, uh, I, no words. 
No words. Like, why Why did you bother? I guess, why do we bother with half an hour time zones? Like, who, who knows? <laughs> historical historical reasons. I, I will tell you one funny thing happened to me this week, though, Yasmin. Um, I was at an Apple store of all places. I know this is an Android show and it's all about Google, but I was in an Apple store. <laughs> and uh, as I'm walking out, I had to um, get a watch band replaced because it's peeling. That's how poor the, the quality of Apple watch bands are. <laughs> Google people just so you know. So they, they replaced it for free after much consternation. And as I'm walking out from the from the store, I bump into two people who recognize me. Like, oh, Russell, we, we know you, like from Material Podcast. I'm like, hey. So a shout out to my, Martin and Michael. They're a, a father and son sort of app development duo. And I bumped into them on the way out of the Apple store of all places. So, hey, hey, guys. That's pretty awesome. I don't think I've ever been recognized outside of that. So that's pretty sweet. I'd like to say I was recognized for my voice, but I wasn't actually talking at the time, so I think they, <laughs> they, just, they might have recognized me for my Twitter profile or something. Your face is just, uh, I don't know, so, so memorable. <laughs> is, is it good to have a memorable face? Yeah. That's probably a bad thing. Like, look at that horribly disfigured man. That oh, must be stop. Russell. So it's been a been over a full week that the T-shirts have gone on sale, and a lot of people have already bought them. So thank you. We've reached our goal for, for them to get printed, so they will definitely get printed uh, if you still haven't bought a t-shirt, it's going to be open for a couple more days. I think it's like, I think 12 more days. So when this is released, maybe 10 more days. Um, so go buy a material t-shirt. It's, uh, they're they're going to look pretty awesome. I'm really excited for them. Yeah, we, we should pretend it's like while stocks last. I mean, stocks are technically <laughs> infinite, but while stocks last, you should still go get yours right now. Stop the car, pull over to the side of the road, click the link in the show notes and, and get on there. Teespring.com forward slash material podcast. There we go. Boom. Yeah, if you're currently in a work meeting, I don't know why you're listening to a podcast in a work meeting, <laughs> but if you're currently, it. I just, just walk, walk out. In, like, you know, I, I, I got something to really do. important to take care of. Yeah. It's you know, I, there are some people on Twitter saying that I need a new mic because my voice sounds uh, muffled. And, you know, if you buy lots and lots and lots of T-shirts, maybe I will be able to afford a new mic. So there we go. Oh, is this a promise to the listeners? Yasmin. Hashtag new mic. <laughs> I, I welcome new mics with open arms. You know, I also welcome new watches that aren't uh, ginormous because every time I post a picture of my <laughs> Android Wear watch on Twitter, everyone is saying, uh, that is one ginormous watch. I'm like, yes, I know I have small hands. Not ashamed of my small hands. <laughs> uh, I do have to say, as the the only Google podcast on Relay FM, I am sometimes embarrassed because Yasmin will be like, check out my awesome watch. And the first comment from every single Apple Watch user will be like, why is your watch like the size of a small house? What is going on, Yasmin? You're giving Android a bad name, Yasmin. We, we have to fix so, it. So, yes, listeners, uh, you know, feel free to send me a nice Moto 360 version 2, the smaller uh, woman's version. Then I won't put Android to shame when I post stuff in Slack. Another thing that was a big conversation in the Slack relay was Android N was released, and it was actually released, like on, I think it was Wednesday, right after we recorded. So it was yeah, before... I, li- I literally, I sat down, I finished editing the show. I'm like, wow, I finished in record time. That's really cool. And then someone asked me a question. They're like, oh, what do you think of uh, Android N? I'm like, oh, it's not out yet. Like, what, what is that a think? And they're like, oh, here's a link. And you're like, oh, what? And I click, and then <laughs> there's a website about it. It's out. There's a public... <laughs> Well, not public beta. There's like a developer beta, but it's a it's a one click install from people. You know, you go and you say like enrolled device, and boom, it's there. I'm like, what? What is happening? I think Yasmin, Google was onto us. They knew the day we were record. They definitely knew the day I edit, and they're like, <laughs> I'm gonna ship it just hours afterwards. You're like, we don't want to we don't want to hear what Material has to say to it. So 
Here we go. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, please release a special episode talking about it. But no, but we will talk about it today. Uh, but it was funny because, uh, you know, uh, Mike, who is our beloved leader, one of our beloved leaders here at Relay FM, he recently got a Nexus 6P. And I said, now that you are an Android user, you know, he owns an Android phone. You can join in that yearly um, ritual that we all do as Android users and guess what the Android name is going to be. <laughs> so so, so we had some fun in the Relay Slack room. Um, I think Nutter Butter was one of them. Um, <laughs> Nutter Butter. Butter. What was? Is that an actual dessert in the U.S. or Nutter? is you guys just being silly? I don't remember. I think it's a – here, I'm Googling out because – because I'm de- no, it is. It's uh, they're little wafers. Yes, now I know what nutter butters are. They're little like wafers that have a uh, peanut butter inside of them. Oh, it's so good. I remember those. I, I got to say, I, w- I wasn't on board with Kit Kat. I, I don't what? know. Maybe I don't feel strongly towards the the Kit Kat brand. I just I wasn't a fan. I'm like too too commercial, too too weird. But here's a contradiction for you. I'm a massive hypocrite. I'm on Team Nutella. Yes. Because Nutella is one of my favorite products in the world. I believe it comes from the France. And if I could get Android Nutella, I'd be like the happiest person, especially if I could buy little jars of Nutella with the word like Android, maybe like a little Android guy on there. No, we, I have the best name, Russell. You ready for right, this? I'm listening. Hold on to your seat. I'm holding. Android. Okay. Think of our listeners. Android. Listeners. Nerds. Yeah. You mean like those little, those little multicolored yeah. candy things? Yes. Oh, you had those in the US too. Cool. Yeah. So those are actually like really good. They're kind of tart and they come in different colors, purple and I think like teal. And I actually, it was actually <laughs> Steven um, from, that's not Steven, Steve, sorry for my symmetric. He suggested that one and I was like, oh my gosh, if if Android is not named Android Nerds, I am quitting Google and I am going to go start an Apple podcast. So I've, <laughs> said, it in, so I've said it in the Slack. And if I don't, and I'm a woman of my word, so Google, please name it Android Nerds because I really don't want to start an Apple podcast. Uh oh. Are you sure you <laughs> want to put this on here? Yes, mate. Because I don't know from a marketing perspective if you could be like, you know, we would like to sell you this new Nexus 7P. Uh, it runs Android Nerds. And everyone's like, what? What? I know. It probably won't happen. Don't worry. I'm not a woman of my word. I can back out of it. I won't quit the podcast. <laughs> so. The big question, Yasmin, is have have you installed it on your main device? No, I'm not that brave. Um, I did see, yeah, I, so how I found out about Android N as well is that some, one of our listeners tweeted out was like, Android N, like, are you using it? And I was like, what is happening? I think I was at work at that time, you know, and then they there was a quick link and I think it's like google.com uh, forward slash beta or some Android. Also put the link in the show notes, but it's a pretty easy link to get to and you can actually install it over the air. Um, so I could have technically done it at work in my phone, but I was like, I'm not ready to do that on my 6P, my daily carry. So I did install it on my Nexus 9, which is the tablet that I have. Um, the funny part is that when I tried to install it, it was like running out of room. And I was like, what? It's like updating my iPad all over again. So I had to, <laughs> so I just had, uh, had to delete some uh, stuff. 16 gig iOS devices. <laughs> exactly. Anyone that knows the pain, just, just raise your hand right now. Not if you're driving. Yeah, don't. But, um. I we installed it immediately on the Pixel C. I was so excited, I couldn't believe it. And I resisted, I want to say, for three hours before I installed it on my Nexus 6P because I went through this thought process. I'm like, I've been on betas before. Um, they're buggy, especially the first beta of anything. doesn't matter, Apple, Google, whatever. It's going to be terribly buggy. And so I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And then literally three hours later, I'm like, well, there's an episode of material next week and 
you know, this is my, my phone, but, you know, I can probably, like, live, you know, if there's a few quirks. And I, I broke down, Yasmin. I just went to the website. I clicked the little enroll button. And, yeah, then it, I literally went to check for software updates, and it's like, yeah, software updates, which is it's a pleasant surprise from the normal, like, we're doing a stage rollout yep. over the next one yep. to two weeks. It was just immediately <laughs> there. I'm like, all updates should be like this. And I, I installed it, and I have to say... Apart from the the hit to battery life, like I, I was sort of browsing the web one morning and I think I was probably browsing for half an hour and I burnt through like 25% of my battery. My phone was just like toasty, toasty hot. So something was going on. But apart from that, it seems pretty stable. I wouldn't recommend you actually go and install it on a phone. You you know, you need to wake up to alarms too and you need business <laughs> important business meetings. But if you have an Android phone that you can put up with some sort of you know bugginess, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I was actually really excited to try it on the tablet because one of the new things in Android N is the multitasking, which allows you to have two apps side by side and you can use them. And so I was like, what is the most perfect place to do that? And that is on a tablet. You know, iOS has been, had introduced that, was it last year that they introduced? Yeah, iOS 9. iOS 9. So they, and when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, like having two things up. Because there's so many times that on your phone or tablet you have, you may be like checking Twitter on one side, but you're writing you know, some notes, a document on the other and going back and forth, like just having the Twitter screen open or even a Slack room open and being able to still do work is I think really, really awesome. Um, and I, I found that most apps, uh, are doing pretty good. I will have some that crashed. And actually before I started, we started recording today, I posted a picture on Twitter because, uh, Falcon Pro, which is one of the Twitter apps that I use got stuck and it was just like, it wouldn't move if I went to the home screen. It was just like stuck in placement, um, and so yeah, there is some bugs. So don't don't do this if like don't install this on your daily carry. But if you have a tablet, you know, laying around or something, go ahead and do that. Uh, but yeah, it, it was actually pretty good. I of course did have some apps crash. Uh, Google Docs um, wasn't working that great on the tablet, and which I'm surprised. Oh, in the in the split screen, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the funny thing because there's a running joke on um, our sister podcast, Connected. That's Federico, Mike, and Stephen. You know, talking about all things Apple, and they've had this running joke for I think three months, maybe longer. You know, has Google Docs been updated for iOS split screen? And the answer is always no. And I think they've even stopped doing the joke because it's just you know it's been that long that it's it's, t- it's not even funny anymore. But I, I did find it funny that on day one I could load up Google Docs on here and be like, look, split screen Google Docs. It might not actually work that well. It might not be designed for it. But I'm, look, we got split screen Google Docs before you. So haha. I did have to like change it from portrait to landscape mode a few times to finally to settle down, <laughs> but I was able to see it. But yeah, it it had some issues at first. But hey, we have it before they do. So yeah, I, I do find it interesting as well from a developer's perspective because when when split screen came to the iPad, Apple did a thing when they rolled it out. They're like, if you um, if you enable it as part of your app build, then your app will be eligible to be put in the split screen mode. And if you don't, it just won't be. So you get this thing on iOS where you try and make an app go split screen. It's just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it's it's confusing. There's literally zero indication whether an app can go um, split screen or can't. It's, it, you just have to keep up with the update notes and you have to keep trying, will it? No, it won't. Okay, next time. And on Android, at least in this developer preview, they've gone the other way, which is that every app, regardless of whether it's explicitly said that it supports these modes or not, um, you can split screen it. It pops up a little toast message, those little you know black things you get down the bottom saying, hey, this app you know, might not work properly, but go for your life. And I don't know if that's a, it could be a beta only thing. It could be they just want developers to play with it. And when it rolls out, it'll be like, no, any supported apps. But I suspect because of the different way that um, Android apps have been built from day one to support 
different screens that this could actually be the way that Google rolls this out. So, you know, developers now have the, they've got a few months to, you know, update the apps, fix any layouts that's broken. Like in Pocket Cast, we've got a few views where you go a little bit split screen and it thinks it's on a tablet and it assumes it has enough width to do a few things and it just doesn't. And so the buttons get cut off or, you know, different things happen. So, you know, we, we intend to sort of update that stuff and I'm sure most other developers do. So it'll be interesting to see, I don't know what you think, Yasmin, when this launches, like will Google leave that on or will they have, you know, supported apps only? I, I hope that they don't have supported, supported apps only because there are some apps that even though they're not supported technically, they will still kind of work on there. And, and if someone doesn't go in there and update it, then that means like you'll never be able to use it, which could be bad in the in the way that like if people are just trying out different apps and then they all crash and then they get upset because they're like split screen doesn't actually work on Android. So like it's on SAP frustration. Um, but I kind of hope that they don't require you to do that because that's always the most annoying part. It's like, just let me try. And if it crashes, just let me deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the fun part about being an Android user. Um, yeah, I've I and you you mentioned this um, when we were having a conversation about how the way that it's implemented on Android is so much better than it's implemented on iOS because Android has already been dealing with so many different screen sizes that a lot of the uh, UI and a lot of things are a bit responsive. So you might have like the same user interface, but it's gonna move or change slightly different depending on the screen, the screen size of the device you're on. What that means is that a lot of the apps are being able to function within the split screen that we currently have in Android N because people have already designed with that in mind. And, you know, I, which I think is, is pretty awesome because it's like developers, you there, yes, there will still be some work that you have to do, but if you designed it right and kind of thought about all these things, there might not be a lot of it. Yeah. I've got to say, I'm really impressed with some apps that are even, let's say they haven't been updated in like over a year how well they work in the split screen mode because, you know, as an iOS developer, it, 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 it was no secret that in the early days there was only one screen resolution and that was like that for, you know, you had the iPhone original, 3G, 3GS, 4, 4S, all exactly the same uh, screen size. And so what developers ended up doing, you know, just out of habit is they started hard coding things like the window width or they'd even like get the size of the the phone's entire screen instead of just getting like their view. It's all things like you technically weren't supposed to do, but you just did them anyway because there's only one screen size. And so when when a slightly taller iPhone came along, people were like, oh, what do I do now? And some people just hacked that in. They're like, okay, well, there's two sizes, fine. And then now you have the situation on iOS where you've got uh, four different phone resolutions. You've got, uh, you know, two different iPad resolutions. You've also got the split screen stuff that you have to deal with on the iPad and suddenly developers are in a world that they haven't been in before. It's like, oh my goodness, like I have to cope with, you know, is it, is, it is literally like a huge amount of different things and you have to test in all of them. And I guess Android has never been that bad, but it has been from day one that it's been, no, your screen must be responsive. You have to, you know, you have to do things inside the view you're in, not anything to do with the size of your window and all this other stuff. So I think Android apps are generally, they're in better shape, you know, than their iOS counterparts were going into multitasking. It, it kind of reminds me of um, like when the web, when it finally started being able to do some cool stuff and when graphic designers got in, involved. And so you had the the graphic designers that were designing this like p- pixel perfect design. And yeah. of course, it looked different on different browsers. And then, you know, we, we kind of gotten really good at with CSS and we were able to do a lot of stuff. And then there was the shift of like mobile. And so then you had the, a lot of the websites were like for desktop only and then mobile on, uh, only. And then we had the shift from responsive. 
And so with the responsive design is like, if you've ever dealt with someone that does not understand how the web or digital works, <laughs> oh, you are, you know, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're like, setting here, up for a Photoshop yeah. file, put it on the internet. And I'm and like, like oh. well, what is it going to look on this view or that view? And then they're like, well, here's mobile view. And then you're like, okay, but what about this screen size? So there's just a whole lot of things to, to think about. And which is, which for me is kind of like, like the exciting part of the future of what we're seeing is that there's going to be all these different sizes. So stop designing pixel perfect things and actually have them, you know, change depending on screen size and really kind of think through a lot of those interactions. So I'm excited I that Android is already kind of doing this stuff and hopefully that I, uh, iPhone and iOS can get to that level. I know on iOS it's, it's explicitly disabled on phone. So even on the giant 6 Plus you don't get multitasking. What do you think of the fact that you can do two apps side by side on the like for example on the 6p like do you think there's enough space there or does it feel a bit weird or how, how do you feel about that uh i am a huge person of going back be, between apps and like copying and pasting if i forget something or if i have to reference something like if i'm writing an email is a bad example but if i'm uh composing let's say a keep note that i'm like writing down my thoughts but i need to reference something that russell said maybe in slack I would I will go back and forth and kind of reference what I'm talking about. So if I could have those split screen, I haven't tried it on my on my phone, so I can't tell you how like effective ah, that is. Oh, that's right. You told me. Because yeah, I don't yeah, have it on my 60. But we'll weigh you down, yes, <laughs> Yeah. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. You were talking to me and you said, I, I did it. It took like three hours, but I or I to give in, but I just finally did my six P and like in that moment I was like, oh, maybe I can too. Like his phone hasn't blown up, but I waited. I was patient and then uh I think the next morning you were like, Oh my battery, my phone's really hot, my battery's gone down and I go, Oh that's nice. I'm not gonna do that now. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but for some reason there's some weird bug with dialogue boxes. So a lot of apps like Slack that get you to do things in those pop-up dialogue boxes. Every now and again, they'll just be like five pixels wide and oh, you can't no. see any of the options and you can't tap any of the options. Oh, You're like, no. oh this is cool. There are oh, some yeah. options in there, but uh, they're not available to me. I Yeah, I don't think I could do that. So um, so I think it'll be fun to see. I mean, phones are pretty big. So I've seen people use it and I think it's usable, at least even if it's just for referencing something or if you want to have um, you know, the your Twitter feed at the top constantly going or something and then you can be doing other stuff below i think that's cool so i'm glad that they're giving people at least the option we'll see how effective and useful it really is um one of the cool things is that i really like another feature about android n is the night mode um they introduced yes. that in the and i and i love so the the backdrop for android n like the the background image they used a sunset the picture of a sunset and it's like really beautiful colors and I love that they did that because when you have the night mode, uh, so what the night mode does, it changes the color of the screen to make it easier on your eyes like at night. Um, and so the cool thing is it kind of looks like the sun is setting when you have it on your home screen. <laughs> I know. Well, I, haven't, I haven't noticed that. I shouldn't have changed the, the custom uh, home screen. Yeah, yeah. So I have it on my, on my, um, in my tablet and like I showed my husband. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I always like showing my husband new features like with an operating system or an app because he's not like the super tech, you know, nerd that's just in love with like every new thing. He's like, yeah, I already like, read that on whatever. Android Police. <laughs> no. I saw it on Android Central. <laughs> so, no, I like showing him because he's like, oh, that's actually a really neat feature. Like he's thinking about it from just a, a normal type of user perspective, not like a nerd perspective that I come from where I'm like, this is really cool. Like he's trying to actually be like, oh, well, like. That, that's really nice. I like can't wait to put that on my phone. That'll help my eyes, you know, adjust. So that's really neat. Um, and there 
or sorry, did you want to say something about the night mode? Because I was just going to... Oh, yeah, I was going to say one quick thing about the, the night mode. It's interesting that it's hidden in something called System UI Tuner. So for those that don't know, that's where um, Google put all their sort of experimental stuff during a build. And you actually have to long press on the little cog in the pull-down thing before you even get you know, System UI Tuner in your... Um, in your settings, which Mike Hurley, by the way, found hilarious. And I'm like, well, it is a developer beta. Like, you know, you get what you get. So it it is interesting that it's in there and not in the actual system. Like, that makes me wonder whether Google actually intends to ship this or not. Like, is it is it kind of experimental? Like, you know, let's play with it and see how this works. Let's leave it on our phones. Or is it just there temporarily until it moves, you know, to a high-level setting in the system? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel. I feel like it's... I turned it on. It's a really cool feature to have. Like I was a bit skeptical. Like it, it changes the display brightness. It changes the temperature as well. Like makes it far, uh, far warmer. You know, quite yellow. And at first, you look at it, and you're like, oh, my phone's all yellow. It looks like it's been left out in the sun or something. But it does make a difference. You know, when you look at it at night, you're like, oh, that is easier on my eyes. Yeah. Yasmin is holding something up here. What is this? Oh, Pocket cast <laughs> is now my it, background. <laughs> I keep sorry. Bill did this to me, so he took a screenshot of two apps in multitasking and then uh, multitask that screenshot. Then it basically ended up with like six apps all running on his screen at once just through a series of screenshots. It was quite funny. So uh, I'm messing with the Android on beta, uh, beta right now. I was like, I'm playing with the multitasking and I had Pocket Cast as one of the multitasking apps and I tried to exit out of uh, Pocket Cast and now it's my background. So it's, it's oh, You're welcome, Yasmin. Yeah, new, new Pocket Cast feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so there, so it's definitely still in beta. Like, there's some things that it needs to get fixed, um, but it, it's really cool. So while you're in the system UI tuner, there's another cool feature that ties in to multitasking. Is that if you go into the system UI tuner and, and then you go into other, there's going to be an option that says enable split screen swipe up gesture. So this allows you to actually swipe up from the overview button. And that will automatically get the app that you're on to split screen. So instead of having to hit the overview button and then select an app and then select another app to put it there, it just kind of it's just kind of an easier way to to do it via swipe. Um, so I got that tip from Android Police. I think that was one of the first things they they showed when they did their like sweet new new features, and that was really cool. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that because I I really like it. Oh, so I'm just trying it now. So you. Got an app open. Oh, that is pretty cool. I like it. So I think it's cool that you get to get to test some of this stuff out. Um, one of the other things that I really like is now that they have these uh, quick actions that you can do right from the notifications from the very top. Um, so one of the quick actions are, so on Android M, you have these quick actions like at the top. So you would actually have to swipe down your entire uh, notifications menu and see all the different quick actions. And then you can just click on it and then it will like shut down your Wi-Fi or open up or start up your Wi-Fi or there's even like flashlights and, and things of that nature or you can, you know, your battery power um, that do not disturb those little icons. Well, the cool thing is with Android N, you have them confer- configurable, but they're also at the very top. So you don't actually have to swipe all the way down to display all of the toggles. You can just see them from the very top. So like on my Android N that I have right now, I just swipe down and I have an option for like the flashlight and I can just quickly toggle that on and off, um, which is pretty neat. I added the night mode as one of my toggle features for mine. So yeah. so you can go in there and customize it, which is really, really neat. So you can put the ones that you use the most and have them on there. So I think that's pretty fun. So yeah, like on the Nexus 6P that I'm looking at here, you've got... 
you get five across the top. So the first five are almost like your quick, quick actions, if that's a thing. So only one <laughs> sort of swipe down and they're all there. And then you pull down longer and you can have entire pages of them. Like you, It's really cool now that you can just you can press edit, you can long press, you can choose the ones that you want and don't want, and you can rearrange them as well, which I found really cool because I, I go outside a lot. I don't know why at night, and I'd need the flashlight like all the time. And the fact that you had to like do the pull down twice to get to it always annoyed me. And now it's just like one little flick, boom, flashlight, like it's on. Yeah, and it was why one of the reasons why the Moto X was such a cool feature, right? Because you, you could do all these like gestures with the phone and it automatically would start your flashlight or take a picture. Um, so it's cool that they're integrating that where it makes it easier to access. Android, if you're listening, please give me a restart button. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that, uh, or not a button, but just some form of accessing it. Uh, when I was on, when I was running Cyanogen, I that was like my mo- most used feature because if I'm turning, well, they had a they had a quick action for restart. So it was actually uh, you hold down your power button. So like if you're actually going to turn off your device, uh, okay. and it would give yep. you one of the options was like power off or restart. And I would always select restart because I'm powering it off to restart it again. That's pretty much what I'm going to end up doing because if it's like lagging or something, like I just need to turn off my phone and start it back up again. My S7 already has that, Yasmin, and and that's a teaser for later in the show. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. Yeah, but it's there. So when you, I'm just going to do it right now. When you long press this power button here, you get power off, restart, or emergency mode. I don't know what emergency mode is. Just click it, click it, click it. It's very tempting to press though. It's like, (laughs) so I, I would really like to find out what you think of the, the new notifications and the way they are grouped. But I, I would like to tell you about something first, if I may. <gasps> <gasps> it's our host for this week. We, in an effort to try and get Yasmin a new microphone and maybe like a smaller Android Wear watch, we, we have to pay for this show. So it's brought to you this week by Ministry of Supply. And now Ministry of Supply, for those that haven't heard, is everyday clothing that's basically smarter, clothing that's designed for, you know, a body in motion, not to sit on a mannequin in a store or to look really good, you know, just hanging up on a coat hanger. It's designed to actually be on your body. So, you know, one of their philosophies is the only way we can feel truly comfortable in our clothes is if they're designed to work with our bodies instead of against them. And that's the vision that drives Ministry of Supply. They're a performance professional menswear company that launched out of MIT four years ago. And what they do is they make uh, polished business clothes that are engineered by, you know, these very same MIT engineers. And you get benefits from that. You get things like uh, body temperature regulation that stops you from getting, you know, too hot or too cold. Um, They have these fancy things called sweat wicking fibers that keep you dry. And the fabric is stretchable as well, you know, which is important. You know, when you think about the way your arms move and, you know, various other bits of your body move, um, you know, you can contort yourself into all sorts of weird positions. It's good that your clothing actually, you know, goes along with you for the ride. And one of, I'll give you an example, one of the most tech forward dress shirts is called the Apollo, is made with these moisture wicking fibers. It's infused with temperature regulating phase change material. And if you don't know what any of that is, it should impress you. This is the same stuff that NASA, you know, developed to keep astronauts cool in space. And I mean, how cool are astronauts? They're pretty awesome. They're pretty awesome. It also features a light neat construction for breathability, um, which if you sweat as much as I do is, you know, super important. And, you know, the Ministry of Supply commissioned a research study by the University of Minho in Portugal that found that there was around 15, uh, 15%, 15 times more breathable than a 100% cotton dress shirt. And, you know, a lot of people, they put a lot of stock in cotton. They're like, oh, cotton is amazing. But this was 15 times more breathable. I mean, the last cool thing I want to tell you about is their clothes are wrinkle resistant. So you can wash and dry them and then you don't need to iron them. If you want to find out more, you can go online at ministryofsupply.com slash material 
or you can use the offer code material at checkout and you'll get 15% off your first purchase, which is pretty awesome. And you'll also get to show your support for the show, you know, so when they see that, they'll be like, cool, now we can finally send some money to uh, material and we can get Yasmin that new mic. Or they have, um, if they have a store near you, you can go, you know, in person to the store, Ministry of Supply, and all you need to do is mention material. You're like, I know about material podcast. You'll also get 15% off your first purchase. We really want to thank Ministry of Supply for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So sorry, Yasmin, I had to rudely interrupt you. you what was I talking we were about? Gonna, <laughs> we were going to find out about what you thought about the new notification style. Yeah, so now they're group notifications, and we've had group notifications in the past, but these group notifications you can actually interact with, and you can actually read uh, through all of them. So, for instance, if you had Gmail or Inbox open, you could see through all the, the new emails that you had, and you can actually like toggle them you know, open and, and shut so it would display more information. And so you can actually do a whole lot more within the notifications and you can do like the, all the quick reply and other things, actions of that nature, all within that. So I'm pretty, pretty excited. I was kind of bummed because I wanted to try out, I heard Hangouts had the new uh, quick reply option built in like the Android N version. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited because I've been using the quick reply option or option on like Android Marshmallow. And it has, and it's the one that has, uh, it pops up with like a black bar and then like that you can put your input and then it, and it's really quick. You can write your text and it sends in and boom, you're done. You don't have to actually go into the app. So I was like, I want to know how Android N does it. And I guess it turns out I don't have the new version of Hangouts. Although, and there's not an update <laughs> waiting for me. So I'm like, dude. <laughs> uh, welcome to the fun of stage rollouts with Android apps. So I actually do have the new version and it is, it is a lot nicer. So you get, you get the new sort of white um, notification style set that you've got an Android N. It's really hard to say N instead of yes. N, by the way. <laughs> and you press reply and all that happens is it expands down a little bit and you just get a text box in that same area. Boom. And you can type whatever you want in there, you press send and then it disappears. So it, it's a lot nicer. I think Hangouts had its own implementation of that, you know, for previous versions of Android that they kind of hacked in there. But this is like a system level thing. So you now get it in Messenger, you get it like in a whole bunch of other apps as well. So does that mean that you're actually able to see what you're replying to? Because you can actually see the text. <laughs> yes, you can see the text. Can you I'm not magic. see that in the original one? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you might I be right. So. I think it's I think just because it's just a box. box. Yeah, which... Yeah. Like it has, I think it still has the pictures of the people on there. So you at least know who you're replying to, <laughs> but you can't remember <laughs> what they said. So it's usually always used for the purpose of yes, no, quick things. But yeah, being able to actually see the text that you're replying to, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. One thing I'm not sure about though, is they've gone from this interface where um, every notification kind of had its own little card. Like there were tiny little things and each one of them had their own border and they're all kind of nicely separated. Now there's just a, a dividing line between each one of them. And it's, I don't know, like it's visually kind of less grouped and the information is a bit more dense, like you can read more than you could before. And they've kind of taken away that giant sort of app icon that used to be there. Some of these improvements are better, but I don't know about the moving away from the cards interface. Like sometimes it feels like, you know, my Gmail notifications are smooshed into my Hangouts notifications. And once you transition from one to the other, it's really hard to tell, like, you know, am I still in the same group? I really hope that they bring back the cards because I, I really do like the cards. I'm looking at them right now, like side by side on my tablet and on my Nexus 6P. And you're right with the cards, they look separated. So it's easier to know which app you're, you're kind of looking at. Um, but, but yeah, but I guess maybe they can't, they can't show as much information within that because then it would just be like ginormous. So 
we'll see. We'll see what the what they do in terms of creating a little bit more separation between all of them. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing to say is this is the very first um, you know, developer beta and it's still, you know, many months before the release. So things could still get, you know, tweaked and changed. So what I am really curious about, because this is the first time that they've been they've they've released Android before Google I.O., is that correct? Yeah. So usually at Google I.O. is when they like t- show you all the cool features and they release it and they're like, developers, have fun. You can go flash your device, which means you have to like, uh, you know, delete everything. And, and enjoy <laughs> whopping your phone. <laughs> and a whopping your phone. Exactly. So with this one, they've uh, done over the air, which is huge and great. I'm sure it sucks for people that like Russell who are app developers and they have a lot of their uh, users saying, <laughs> hey, I got the, you know, the beta on my phone and Pocket Cast is crashing. And you're like, it's not even out yet, but it's intended for developers to play with. And they've done it over the air and they've released it before Google I.O., which makes me just think, what is going to happen at I.O.? Like how big is this event going to be that they are giving oh. us the sneak peek already because they're not going to be spending that much time talking about that. Like they'll, they'll be talking about, I'm sure they'll be talking about the new features and all that stuff. But like, it just makes me go, what is in store for us at Google IO? Because yeah, they're really I'd, building up to it. I hadn't even thought of that, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, I, I did find it interesting that they did it, you know, early that they announced it. That also there was no leaks. I didn't, I didn't see like almost any leaks that this was coming. It was just like, boom, here it is. Um, you know, go to this website, press one button. Now you have it as an over-the-air update, and the over-the-air update doesn't wipe your phone. You know, you get to keep all your data, and it's like, wow, this is really convenient. We should say that if you choose to go back, I, I believe in that case you do have to to wipe your phone because obviously it's it's upgraded a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and if you want to, if you're like, oh, I hate the beta, I want to go back. Just be warned that yeah, you have to give up all your data. But it's it's interesting because we've had this on the iOS side for a while, and you do you do end up with a lot more users who will install it. A, a lot of them can be quite understanding though. Like in general, people that have written to us have been like, hey, I realize this just you know came out the other day, and I just wanted to let you know that this is broken, and that's that's fine. Like we don't mind that. I, I guess you got to be gentle with the developers of the world, especially the new Android developers who are going to have to like you know, support all these different multitasking things because they've got a lot of work, you know, to, to make that smooth. So just, just, you know, just be nice to them. But to what you're saying, yes, I mean, I don't know, do you, do you think this means that they've got so much to announce in IO that they didn't even need this to, to launch there? I I think it's uh, two parts. One is that they want more developers to be working on the multi-screen, the multitasking, um, giving them more time to do that. I think that maybe that means that there's going to be more of an emphasis at Google I.O. to really showcase like some even cooler things within multitasking. Um, so that could be to give developers a head start. But I also think that they ha- they're going to have a whole lot of things that they're going to be sharing at Google I.O. I mean, they've already changed the location. We don't know why exactly they changed the location. So I'm thinking that this is just going to be a really uh, big I.O. And I could be completely wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking like this is going to be completely different. And we're going to spend some time on other things that are really important because they only the what is it? The I.O. like the event only like the the keynote. Sorry only last what is it two hours or so two hours yeah, I think, yeah. so like they, nine till like 11 or so so they only have x amount of time that they're not going to keep us there for five hours you know so i'm thinking <laughs> well i wouldn't put it past <laughs> them. Uh, apple did it there their last wwdc they made us sit through a 45 minute apple music announcement that was right at the end of everything else i'm like stop <laughs> please, you. Just please stop. i need to go get to the restroom so i'm thinking that they're just got to get some cool stuff in there uh, in store and I, I think at least I'm hopeful for that, which gets me more excited because I love it. That is a pretty cool theory. I, I have one alternate one. This okay, is probably far less likely. <laughs> but what 
what Apple do in the um, the iOS world is they'll give out developer betas and they'll sometimes leave out um, flagship features which they intend to launch and which are fairly standalone and they don't give them to you until the, the final, final build. And I guess what they're trying to do there is like, they're like, developers don't need this, we just want to build hype around it. So it is entirely possible and if you're listening, we're on to you. That, you know, somewhere in the uh, in the Android building, there there are some developers working on things we haven't even seen for for Android N. Yeah, so I'm just excited. I'm super excited. I'm uh, super excited for what this means for tablets. We've been asking for multitasking. That's like a big thing for tablets. Um, and hopefully that means that more developers that are doing Android apps such as like Markdown re- uh, Markdown editors can actually succeed in the Android market. I know there was kind of an email going around of the IA writers, which I, I love their app and I use it. I use their app on the Mac. That's how I do show notes. Um, and it's one of the, the best apps that I found. And they came to Android, um, I think it was over over a year ago. And they, you know, when they first got here, when they first got here, they've, they've entered the land of Android. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. No, Please get your passport stamped. <laughs> exactly. No, they entered Android and they, they have like a Google Plus community, you know, where they did the beta. And they just said how lovely all the Android users were. Like everyone was just so helpful. And it was really like a positive thing that they were writing. They were like, it was kind of, for them, it was what iOS was in the beginning in the sense of like all the users really eager for for new features and really happy to just kind of help out. Um, but they recently did a new email where they shared that they weren't getting a lot enough sales um, that they as they are on iOS. Uh, yes, it's an app that is primarily on Mac and iOS. Like they, that's where they've built most of their their brand and their following. Um, but I would love for them to succeed on Android. And I want because I want more developers to come to Android. And I, and I know that you have a completely different story, Russell. I know that you are really you know successful on Android. And every developer's story is so different. And I'm thinking like I'm, I'm th- when I heard this news, I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking, well, why is Pocket Cast an app? you know, so much more successful than say like a markdown editor. And I think about it and I'm like, well, Pocket, you know, you listen to podcasts. Currently there, there isn't a way um, for uh, built into Google to listen to podcasts, you know, like the, you actually have to go out and seek an app. And of course it's one of those apps that you can use like on your phone really well and on your tablet. It doesn't really, really matter like the, how much you're interacting with the interface that much because primarily you want to be listening to audio. Yes, interface is really important and they've done such a beautiful job that they've won material design awards. But I'm thinking of like an app like IA Writer and that's something that you really have to be digging in in your phone, kind of typing away. And we've known that tablets don't primarily do a whole lot uh, better on Android than they do. Like iPad is just kind of like the the king when it comes to, to this uh you know, tablet industry. And so I'm hoping that with multi-support, it will open up doors for those apps to really get used. So if you're looking for a Markdown editor, go try out a IA writer because we, we love their work and we want to see them succeed. We just want to see developers succeed on Android. Yeah, it's funny. I read that same blog post and, and, and obviously like everything they're saying is true. You know, they came to Android, they, they did a really good job by all accounts. It's not an app that I use because I don't tend to do a lot of writing, but, but by all accounts, I hear it's it's really good. And I think in the end they had like 6,000 sales or something. That's, that's disappointing for an app that big. And people were asking about it. They're like, oh, isn't this like the complete opposite of Pocket Cast? And it is. Like we we made a ton of sales and we still do like on the Android side um, way more than we, we do on iOS. But that's the thing that some people don't realize is that there's no one truth in a market this big. Like people sometimes forget how big um, the Android 
uh, Google Play Store is, like just how many devices are out there, just how many different people there are, just how many, even regional things. You know, people in Brazil prefer one thing, people in uh, the USA, you know, prefer another. There are so many differences that you there's no one truth so I, I was a little bit disappointed that at the end of their blog they're like well this is the cold hard truth you can't make um, money on android and i may sometimes be guilty of the opposite you know drawing conclusions from the facts that we have which is yeah you can sell a paid app zero in-app purchases n- nothing else required and you can make um plenty of money the the truth is somewhere in between like you have to you have to judge your market you have to judge the kind of people that are going to buy your app you have to figure out the best mis- business model for the thing that that you're trying to roll out and I think it's interesting that, you know, people want to jump on this. You know, the fans of one platform or another want to be like, oh, look, you can't make money on Android. Or some people jump on our blog post and like, yes, you can. The, the truth is the App Store is a hard place. It's a hard place on iOS. It's a hard place on Android. It is a really tough thing to get right. And even sometimes when you get everything absolutely right, your app still sometimes doesn't succeed. You know, you don't get enough press. You know, another competitor comes out, something else happens there. There are just, there's no good way to say this, but there's just a million different factors that the factor into how an app does in the app store. And I think trying to draw conclusions from, you know, I write or even from Pocket Cast, like I'm constantly saying, you know, we make money, we make money, we sell a paid app. That doesn't mean that you can make another app in a different category and do exactly the same thing that we did. You know, it just, it just might not work. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that they're not slowing down development. Um, they're releasing it as a free app with, and they believe they're going to do in-app purchase. So they in their blog, they're saying, Rather than slowing down the development, we got at it even harder. The idea is to finance big feature updates like custom templates and super fancy export functionality via in-app purchases. So that's encouraging to hear that they're like, no, we're, we're going to go like all in. Um, so yeah, go go support them. We'll put a show in the, in the link, uh, show in the links, the link in the show notes. We'll put a show in the links. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I really like it. So yeah, there's just, yeah, I was just going to say like one other thing on this as well is that it's it it might be a good thing for them to do. Like I know a lot of game developers when they bring their you know four ninety nine uh, games to Android, for some reason they make them free with in app purchases. And I'm I'm not in that industry, but I have to think there's been a ton of market research and they've done sort of the experiments. Maybe for some categories that actually is a better way to go. Like I I don't know because I personally never we've never had an in app purchase like in any of our apps. But it's entirely possible this could be a bigger revenue stream for them. You know the app is free, more people can install it. And then when people get hooked on it, you're like, hey, here's some new templates. You know, here's some fancy export function that you don't get as part of the tender thing. Maybe people will pay for that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think all the keyboards that I use, I've used Flexi, Swift, uh, Swift Keyboard, um, and like all these other ones. And they all used to be paid. And then they kind of recently switched like a couple of months ago. They started doing their themes were actually the ones they were selling, selling money because they were realizing like, we need to find a way to get more more money, and that's kind of what they decided. Um, and I know that they've given their past users actually like free templates that actually equal out to the price of what the app costs. So it's not like, hey, here's a thank you for giving us five dollars. I'm sorry, but now it's free, <laughs> and now you have to go buy five dollars worth of that template. Like they actually like, hey, you know, you supported us in the beginning, you bought our app. You gave us uh, $5. We're going to give you $5 in credits for for the theme store or whatever. So, or they give you like a special theme that, you know, uh, I think users always get a kick out of those. Like, oh, you have the, the special theme that was like only, you know, for, for the supporters or something like those are always kind of a fun little, little thing. So, yeah, I, you know, good luck to all the developers out there because... Yeah, may the odds ever be in your favor. Ever in your favor. (laughs) Ever in your favor, yeah. I totally watched all of those. 
So Russell, you were brave enough to install the beta on your 6P, but I think there's a reason why you were so brave. <laughs> is you have an oh, S7 I've Edge been, next to you that you're I've using. Been found out. <laughs> yes, it could be that three hours in, I realized that the reason I can install it is because I got a shipping notification from uh, Samsung saying, hey, your S7 Edge is on the way. And it arrived last week, Yasmin. So I, I put my SIM card into it almost immediately. Um, I set it up. And I'm, I'm not a reviewer. I didn't like get, you know, the Micron, Microsoft out. I didn't measure like the performance of the CPU. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. But I will tell you, um, the kind of overall impressions. Um, firstly, the edge screen. So I've never had a phone with the, the curved screen before. Like Samsung has made a few with one curve or two curves. I've never had one. It is really nice. I have to say, just watching your screen go all the way to the edge and just kind of bend around that little bit, it feels nice. You know, it looks nice. Um, Samsung also make really nice displays. Possibly, again, I'm not a reviewer, but possibly some of the best screens in the industry, I think. Their Super AMOLED or whatever it's called is just like you can view it from any angle, um, it's it's super bright. It's just a nice phone. Um, I tried for maybe 30 seconds to use the Samsung launcher and the Samsung keyboard and maybe I wasn't fair. I didn't give them enough time but I just I completely gave up on that. I installed the Google keyboard. I installed a different launcher. I'm like, ah, oh. I, I have my phone back now. So a, a few of the other things is the battery life on this phone is amazing. So one of the dings against the um, S6 was that the battery, you know, was a bit anemic and it was. You know, I found that when I used to run the S6, um, sometimes I'd be rushing to find a charger, you know, seven o'clock at night. This thing regularly gets to, you know, to time to go to bed with 50% left, which is my 6P couldn't even do that. So I don't know if that's something to do with getting a brand new phone with like a fresh battery or if there are actually, you know, the battery in here and the optimizations that go with Marshmallow and the stuff that Samsung's done is actually maybe better than than the 6P. I'm not really sure. It's, it's hard to sort of gauge those two things um, side by side. One of the other things is... Um, with the edge screen, you get these special little edge gestures that you can do. So um, there's this little tab that comes out on the right-hand side and you just kind of pull it over and you can have, you know, feeds or quick launch or there's a whole bunch of things that go in there. Um, this was the same thing as the keyboard. I played with this for like five minutes. I'm like, eh, I've got a home screen if I want to launch stuff. Like, no. I don't I don't need this edge. Just, I'm sorry, Yasmin. I, when, I'm sorry. when you first told me you got the phone, I was like, edge swipe, edge swipe, edge swipe. And, then, and, and you were like... I turned that off already, and I was like, "No, come on! That's like the cool reason why you get the the sam the edge. <laughs> you get to edge swipe." The thing is, yeah, I know. I did give it five minutes. I, tr I tried all the different options they have, but the thing is, like, one of them is like, okay, edge swipe for icons. But I I'm already meticulous about how I arrange my home screen. Like, that's where I launch stuff from. I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, you can turn on, you know, all these other different things. One of them is like a, a compass for some reason. I'm like edge swipe a compass because. <laughs> Because you Samsung, that's, the that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other really interesting things I wanted to see is the always on screen. I think you were talking about this because you're a huge um, OLED fan and you love it on the Android Wear watch. It is, there's something really nice about seeing the time um, to sit there. It doesn't seem to use, you know, hardly any battery whatsoever. I don't, I don't know, it's any drain. The one huge, um, I wouldn't call it mistake, I don't know what it was, oversight, or perhaps they did it for battery reasons, I don't really know, but it does not show you notifications, yes, man. So the one thing you probably want to know from your lock screen, apart from time, is, yeah, what notifications do I have? It's kind of like the daydream feature then that Android had. I actually don't know if it's still built into the operating system. Do you... I don't even know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, what? So, what? Uh, what? So, <laughs> have you seen that Samsung ad, by the way? Yes, With I did. little Wayne pouring champagne. <laughs> that's, that's the first Samsung ad that I've laughed out loud to I and did. I actually enjoyed it. If, it. 
I'll put a link to the show notes, but it's basically little Wayne pouring champagne onto his S7 because it is waterproof. That's the other big sort of feature. And and he's like, what? He's like, what? And he's, <laughs> and he's pouring it on and then he has one of his friends pour it on their iPhone and it just starts like uh, catching on fire or something. And he's like, bro, your phone can't do that. What are you doing? He's like, don't worry, I got a spare and just toss yeah, it. Exactly. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're pouring champagne on it. That was hilarious. I love, I do, I did love that commercial. Um, what? <laughs> no, Daydream. Okay, I have yes, to. Yes, Daydream. Tell me about Daydream. I have to go find out if it still exists in Android. Obviously, it wasn't a hit. If you didn't know about this, I, so I didn't know this. You... So there was. It's a. It's a Daydream feature. So the whole idea behind it was kind of like, hey, sometimes you have your phone on your dock. Um, while you're at work or, you know, at your desk or something of that nature and you plug it in and then you can have it kind of automatically come up. So one of the daydream options were, was like a clock and it had like a moving background. The other daydream option was actually like, I think kind of like a Google news. I think it was one of them and that it would show you different headlines. So it just had different, it kind of like a, think about it as a, as a screensaver that would automatically come up and show you information. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So that it was more sense. of like a screensaver. Um, and I remember really wanting to use that feature and being, and then being terribly afraid that like if I turned it on, my screen was just going to give out because it would mean that it was <laughs> constantly on the entire time. Um, so yeah, so it's very kind of similar to that, the, the always on screen. Uh, I wasn't aware that you couldn't view notifications on the always on on the S7. So you do, it's... It- you do get a little icon that tells you how many missed calls I think okay. you have and possibly how many messages if they're SMSs. But that's the only two things you okay. get. And my only guess here is I can't imagine people at Samsung completely forgot. Like I don't think they're idiots. Like I think there's some competent sort of people there. I imagine maybe it's something to do with the low power mode. Like maybe it's running some kind of like custom thing that can only do a few things. And I would hope that even then though they'd have some way for the Android operating system to talk to this other thing and be like, hey, Here's some info about notifications. Even if only updated like once every 30 seconds or something, like it's your Android Wear watch does it and it doesn't seem to have a huge sort of impact on battery life. So I don't see a reason why the phone shouldn't have to, even if there's some fancy engineering that has to go on, like come on, Samsung, we need this. So the the other big thing about this is there's a new camera in there that's meant to have you know bigger focus pixels, um, is better in low light conditions. So we we tried this out the other day. We had my niece over. Um, she was at her house and, you know, it was... It's fairly dark sort of inside, you know, it was nighttime that my uh, brother was there for dinner and my wife was taking pictures with her iPhone and if you've ever tried to take pictures with the iPhone at night, like amazing camera during the day, amazing camera in most other situations, inside in a room when it's dark, it's just like enjoy the grainy mess and this actually did a way better job. Like it's still, it's not like being outside, it's not some magical thing that suddenly my picture is like I was in full sunlight but it is it is way less grainy and it is way more lit up and you can actually see people's faces and all the emotions and you, one of my personal hates is, you know, the flash, people who take, you know, flash photos inside. They're, they're almost as bad as people with selfie sticks, Yasmin. I know you have one of those. Sorry. <sighs> I'm not even going to hate you. <laughs> you don't need the flash. You don't need to make your entire face white and the rest of your body, like, not. Like, it's it's really cool that that's there. Like, it's it's nice and I don't notice the megapixel drop. I'm sure if you zoom in, like, there's it went from 16 to 12, but it looks good. Yeah. So, did you compare a picture with the? Because what was it on the sh- on the when they did the keynote? They compared a, a dark photo with the iPhone. Have you been able to do like a? Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- like a, a direct. Difference. So, me and my wife literally, I got her to take the same photo from both spots. Like, still do the. So, give it every chance. You know, on both phones, you can do the tap to zoom to say like this is the subject I want you to focus on. It'll try and 
adjust the lighting for that subject. And on the iPhone, my niece was just like dark and grainy and you could barely make out like what she was doing. And then on the Samsung, it was like, no, she's lit up. You can see her facial expressions. Like it's, there's still some noise in there. Like, it, like I say, it's not, it's not magic, but it's, it's definitely better. So yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the camera. Awesome. Um, I don't know, what else is there to say? Ah, oh, the waterproof part. So this is going to shock <laughs> some people, Yasmin, but I sent a tweet from the shower. <laughs> just because I could. <laughs> it's not very usable when there's water running all over it, but it is it is water resistant anyway. So that's that's kind of cool. <gasps> yeah, I did see that tweet. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I, saw- <laughs> I don't need. I'm sure you don't need the mental imagery, but uh, just imagine I was fully clothed. Jelly and I had this conversation on topical. I told people that I shower in a suit, tuxedo, <laughs> to be more precise. So if you want to imagine that, that's fine. Russell showers in a tuxedo. I, you know, I'm never going to be able to talk to you uh, on Slack and just be like, <laughs> I, you know, he has an S7 now. Like, is he like in the shower? I don't know. So <laughs> I, I do like some of the responses that you got. They're like, and now we have to uh, pay for counseling for the, uh, the Samsung engineers that accidentally triggered your camera. <laughs> oh, that was uh well you did it you you fulfilled your dream of uh, i fulfilled my dream i gotta say like i only did it once because <laughs> I, I don't really want technology with me in the shower but it, it is cool to know that because i don't know if you're like me but you go to like a swimming pool or you go somewhere and there used to be that tradition when you know you're, you're young and you're a teenager you go to pool parties people throw you in and I imagine kids don't do that anymore because they're like, yeah, he's got a $500 phone in his pocket. He's his probably parents got like will other be very stuff. upset. Yeah, his parents, there goes 500 bucks. Wasn't that a funny prank? <laughs> Maybe Samsung will bring this back, Yasmin, if this no, catches on no, as a thing. No, no, because... People could start throwing people into pools again. Because what I always use as an excuse is I have my phone in my pocket and like I have my Android <laughs> Wear watch. But now... And they're like, we know it's an S7 <laughs> and maybe the next generation of Wear watches. You never know. Like, it could also be... The same kind of water resistance. Uh, and okay, so I went to go research Daydream, um, and it was on Android uh, 4.2, and it was actually not even Google News that it had. It was Currents. Do you remember C- Google Currents? Oh, I didn't use that, but I remember it, yeah. Uh, yes, I remember. <laughs> and then uh, what replaced <laughs> it was like their, what do they call it now? It's just like their the Google. Google News or Play Stand or something? The, yeah, the, what is it called? The Play Newsstand. New I think that's, uh, and I, and yeah, so I remember Currents, like that was, <laughs> that's hilarious. I was like trying to think, it was like, I know they had on there and like Flipboard was on there. Oh, it's like, uh, you know, I get to go back down memory lane. And I remember one of the daydreams was the colors. Yes, that's the one that I liked. And so you would hit the colors and it would actually just change from colors to colors. So it was just kind of like this nice thing. It wasn't very useful, but uh, <laughs> it would be cool. I will say that you you do have that on here as well. I'm just trying to trying to find it. You can um, set different things to be behind your clock and your date. So th- there are some options. Like it's not just um, time and date. Let me just – yeah, okay. So th- there are a few different options you can set for the, the wallpaper. They've got analog clocks. They've got um, digital clocks. They've got different ways of arranging the two. And I guess it's not quite daydream, but one of the things you can do is choose a background image that goes um, behind the clock itself. It's not super interesting – there are only four of them and they're sort of like dark pattern backgrounds. You don't get to set your own, but I guess if you like color, at least there's some color in there. Turns out uh, Android Daydream is still built into Android. Well, there you go. You just saved us a whole ton of emails. So for those yes. of you that paused, sent an email and are now listening to the rest, shame on you. Uh, shame yes. on you. You should have finished the podcast. They still have colors. Oh, oh. snap. You ready? So where, where can people find that? Yes, okay. So oh, wow. yeah, look at that. Okay. So yes, Daydream still exists in Android. Um, and you can find that under your settings. If you go to settings, 
display, and then there's actually a daydream option. Um, and then there's wow. one that says like start now, or it gives you the options of when to daydream. So there we go. How fun. It still exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I got to try that after this podcast. So I have to check like when my options are for when it's supposed to be triggered because I haven't seen it. Um, but um, maybe maybe they'll bring back Daydream at I.O. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the big thing. They're like, that's all right, we've thing. got Android N out of the got way. Uh, we don't need to save time for that. Now we can talk about Daydream 2.0. But, it, I, you know, I'm really excited for the new things that, that come up. It's always um, developers are always thinking of solutions. One of the apps that was used really well, like on the home screen that you would have on your lock screen was actually the Dash, was it Dash Clock? Dash Clock. Da- I think that was actually made by a Google engineer. Oh, well, there we go. So it was, I, One of the Romans, I think. There are many Romans at, at Google. I think it was one, it's one, one of, of the Romans. And I remember yeah. that one because that one was really cool because it tells you, like, it, it gives you a snippet of your notifications and you can actually, you know, see all the things, like if you had a new tweet or something. Um, and so a lot of people actually built plugins for it, or I forget what they, what they call them. Um, and so then now, because you have the new Android um, kind of lock screen and the notifications that are visible, a lot of people don't have to u- use that. So it's always fun to see... What things, and I guess it's always sad to see because it's like, oh, what apps get killed? Uh, but <laughs> but it's cool to see how like maybe maybe you sparked an idea in one of those in the Android team, and they're like, that's really cool. How can we make this better? You know. So we'll see what the future holds for Android. I'm excited for Android N. I'm excited for Google I/O. Russell, what are you excited for, and where can people find you? Oh, I'm super excited about the next generation of Android Wear watches, Yasmin, because Phil stole my Moto 360 version 2. I went to great lengths, as you know, to get that shipped from the US. I, I switched to iPhone for literally like three weeks so I can do some like, you know, intense development. And he's like, oh, not using that watch. Bye bye. So I'm hoping to trump him, you know, thinner watches, um, you know, just, just nice things. NFC, like yes. we've already wished for now that I'm tapping and paying everywhere. I'm like, I wasn't sold. Now I'm completely and utterly sold on NFC. I, w- I want it everywhere. And if people want to find out, you know, when I get these things, then they can follow me on Twitter at Rusty Shelf. You can find us on Twitter at Material Podcast. You can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material, where you can also become a supporter. Feel free to hit the annual supporter button a few times and, you know, support us so that Yasmin can finally get a new mic and a smaller watch and not embarrass herself in front of all you, all you Apple, uh, you know, teammates, team members. Can we call them team members? Um, colleagues? Colleagues? Are colleagues? Colleagues? Are they colleagues? Yeah. <laughs> and or are they like rival sports chains that we have ooh. to like uh, pummel into the ground? Because well, that, that Micah on that isometric show, he says a lot of nasty things about koalas, Yasmin. <sighs> I know. But I think we, we have to come we have to come like come at him. You know, but you strong. know, Russell, we have to be the bigger people here. Oh, I see you saying well, like, you know, know like, they'll stoop to petty, petty sort of levels. They'll pay out the national, you know, beloved animal of, of Australia. We we just wouldn't dream of doing this. <laughs> if you if you want if you're ever bored one day, just look at the interactions between the isometric account and the material podcast account. Uh, you know, there's some there's some war that goes on. Yeah. I think and my that, favorite that's the days that you know that Georgia Dow is running. Yeah, exactly. Yasmin is probably on our side. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who left those two in charge look what's going on georgia dow will just send some like really mean tweets to the material podcast account and um i don't know who did this someone really genius but all they responded with was a jessica jones rolling her eyes and it was perfect oh, that, that is what well, whoever did that yasmin i don't know who did that yasmin, i don't know but it, it would be perfect a, it was amazing I have to say. <laughs> and also i have been to the adelaide zoo we have two pandas oh. pandas are boring they just sit around eating bamboo i'm like what kind of animal is this it's no good. 
like that. <laughs> Take that, isometric. <laughs> and you can send us email at materialpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in material. Should we roll out like isometric does? That <laughs> <laughs> those are really hard mouth noises to make. Relay.fm forward slash material where you can also purchase a a and you can find us and you can find us you can also purchase a blah 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 that's probably gonna end in the show in the end cut notes yeah i think what whatever it's called